The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss our MarTech predictions for 2021. Joining us is Carlos Dowdy, who is the CEO and Chief Marketing Technologist at the MarTech Alliance, which is a hub to connect you to learn and manage all things MarTech. They've got a great community, events, courses, a book club, and they even do MarTech certifications, all sorts of great stuff that you need for your MarTech needs. And today, Carlos and I are going to discuss one of his three predictions for 2021 in the MarTech space why there's going to be continued growth in MarTech budgets and adoption. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Carlos Dowdy, CEO and Chief Marketing Technologist at the MarTech Alliance. Carlos, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. Excited to have you on the show. I'm a fan of the MarTech Alliance. I'm honestly in admiration of all the great MarTech content you have on your site. It's a privilege to have you on the show. Thank you. Yeah, it's strange that we haven't chatted before now. It's nice to find others that sort of nerd out in the space too. You know, uh, we try to keep our head down and put our focus on the guest, and maybe we should be doing more outreach to the people that are focused on the MarTech space as opposed to the operators. But that said, we both work in MarTech space. You run the Alliance, I run the podcast. We should be friends. Let's start off. Talk to me about your first prediction for the MarTech space in 2021. Sure. I think MarTech budgets are going to increase. I think it may take maybe the second half of the year or maybe a few months in, but I do think market budgets will increase. And there's quite a few signals that point in that direction. The first is if we just stop and pause and go, what the hell is going on in the world? Obviously, we know that we've got somewhat of a digital transformation acceleration happening around us. I think there's plenty of interesting signs of just the need to move quickly. So those that perhaps were less digitally focused, investing less on their marketing technology, now have to. It's a case of there is no choice in a lot of instances. So I think there's fueling that through a need to change in the pandemic. But also there's plenty of signals when we look at investment in the space, acquisitions. One very interesting report from Luma showed, I think it was 183% increase for the market companies they're tracking from 1st of Jan to the end of December. So share price is booming right to that level. Kind of gives a little bit of a taste of what's happening in the markets. And I don't know about you, if you're talking to a lot of vendors out there at the moment, they're seeing lots of opportunity, lots of growth. I agree with you, but I'm going to play devil's advocate here. There are companies like Zoom. Let's call Zoom a MarTech company on some level. 
Maybe you could call it a communications company as well, but I think that people are using it for various products. They're hosting their webinars. It's used for their customer communication as well. And I think of what's happening, you know, related to the pandemic, there's two schools of thought. One is we're all forced to use these tools and technologies because we can't be together in person. Everybody has to be on Zoom to have their meetings. And when the world gets back to normal, we're going to change our behaviors and revert to what we used to do and go back to pen and paper. The other school of thought is, okay, we've made this transition to use new technologies. Now we're going to continue to use them, even though we have the ability to go back in the future. And I think I'll throw in a third one, which what I think is the most realistic. We're going to implement all these technologies. We're going to get used to it. The world will go back to normal at some point when we're all vaccinated and no one's getting rid of their Zoom account because even if they use it less, they're going to see it as a necessity. So the 183% growth in MarTech companies, I don't know if that outpaces the rest of technology or not. It's a great sounding number of the technology in general improved. Do you see that if the budgets are increasing because there's a need related to the pandemic, does that also increase the adoption of the underlying technologies long term? Or is it just that people are implementing these technologies now because they have to? There's some of a need for immediately now, but I think we're opening the floodgates as well. The speed of change, the, the projects that maybe were taking years to happen, we've seen that we can move with speed, that we can get things done when we need to. And that's come from getting on with it and because we didn't have a choice. And being able to see projects move with that speed, that means greater, quicker decision-making, greater investment. Because we've done it, because things haven't gone horribly wrong, because a project that was maybe taking a year, two years, three years before is now being delivered in months, I think we're only going to continue with that. I don't think anybody's going, do you know what? I would love to go back to the days where we took two, three years to make a decision about an investment. Certainly, there are certain things that are pandemic specific and Zoom's a good example, right? Is obviously the boom in Zoom wouldn't have been quite to the level had it not been for the pandemic. The Zoom boom, I love it. <laughs> but then post this, what's going to happen? Are we all going to return to, as you described it, pen and paper? I don't think we're going to suddenly throw away and go, we don't love that 3D thing. We don't love being in person, but we're obviously going to learn something from maybe we don't need to jump on a plane every single week to get somewhere and meet somebody and shake someone's hands. There's other ways to exist. So there will be a kind of a transitional stage. There'll be a hybrid, what tech wraps around the physical and the digital. But I don't see it slowing down. I don't see that anybody's going to go from this environment where we move quickly, we make good decisions, that we then want to just do it for the pandemic and then stop. I think the example of Zoom is one where, yes, I think people are obviously investing and there are more people are buying Zooms and communication platforms because they need them. And maybe there is a decrease in adoption when everything goes back to, I'm using air quotes, no one can see normal. I think that this reality is this is probably the new normal for a while, but eventually there will be decreased adoption. I don't know if that necessarily has a major revenue impact or that's going to decrease the budgets all that much for the MarTech space. On the other side, I think of things like usage of data and marketing automation tools. After the pandemic is done, I don't think people are going to turn off their marketing automations that they set up. I think that all of those tools and the investment in that space is going to continue. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. 
Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. Do you think that there are other spaces that are seeing adoption that will continue or decrease when things go back to, as I said, normal? The first thing I'd say is there's 49 categories. And if we take Scott Brinker's landscape, there's 49 categories. So look, budgets can spread across those 49 and some can go down and some can pick it up afterwards. And there could be innovation from one space to another. Right here, right now, I would say there's quite a few that are winning. Social listening is probably one which is absolutely booming. The view that we as people are completely and utterly changed, you know, the, the people that bang on about Gen Z and millennial being completely different creatures, it's the the whole because of the pandemic, we've suddenly completely changed our behavior. Unless we do social listening, we'll never understand people again. So there's been a, a massive, massive increase in people going, I have to invest in social listening to really understand my customer, to understand sentiment and changing consumer habits. Now, I'm being a little bit flippant with that because Behaviorally, we don't change as quickly and easily as that. And I would argue that whilst it's fantastic and interesting and powerful to have a social listening tool, arguably, you're not going to learn something so transformative that it's absolutely mission critical to buy now. However, I think now's an opportune moment. If I was a social listening platform, I think I would do particularly well. In fact, I'm pretty sure that most out there are doing fantastic. As we return to your air quotes of in normal, how important and how powerful will they remain to be? It's not a case that they're not going to be equally powerful, but certainly the moment and the conversation and the opportunity to push the angle of transformative change in behavior, and therefore you need this tool right here, right now, will disappear, or at least it will certainly diminish somewhat. So it's fair to say that that's an example of a tool that I think is doing very well now, will continue to do well. And as the pandemic disappears, fingers crossed, that perhaps it won't be as important. But then, like I say, if there's 49 categories, I think there's other places you can spend your money, other places, other innovation, which will evolve. Yeah. I want to ask a question about if MarTech budgets and adoption, if this is going to be a good year for the MarTech space, what does that come at the detriment of? And I think of how the CMOs of the world are allocating their budget. You could break it into three groups, people, media, and technology. So if the technology costs are going up and they're spending more time adopting these new technologies, does that mean there are going to be less people working in marketing? Are we going to automate jobs away? Are we going to be buying less media? Do you agree with the segmentation of people, technology, and media? And if that's the case, what do you think is the impact on the other two segments of that triangle? That's a nice way to frame it. 
I don't think this is specific to the pandemic. I think, unfortunately, it's a sad reality that people are underinvested always. It's easy to think I'll buy the Ferrari and it'll drive itself. Or I can have a toddler behind the wheel. We'll all be okay. It'll all be fine. You know, I've got the technology. What else do I need? I'm always shocked by just how difficult it is to get investment in headcount. But comparatively, it's so much easier to get the technology. So sadly, I think we will continue to assume that tech will answer it all. The impact of this is for domino effect. The marketing operations specialists, I think they're going to get leaned on even heavier in this environment. So the MOPS person, the specialist that can do it all, keep piling on them, keep expecting them to pick up another tool, another system, onboard it, support it. I think sadly that will continue. I don't think there's ever the right investment in the headcount or in the training for these individuals. But I do think there often is for the technology. And ironically, it's the thing that stops the technology doing what it should, right? Is not having the right people behind the wheel. So therefore, utilization isn't anywhere near what it could be. I totally agree with you. And I do think that if we look at what happened in 2020, obviously, there was more of a focus on MarTech, on buying the technology and implementing it just to make your business operate. And now people are starting to realize that, A, that worked. Last year, there was a decrease in media budgets because no one was advertising. We were just trying to figure out whether we needed to cut headcount and whether we wanted to advertise or not. Basically, the world stopped for a little while last year while we all reshuffled the deck. And now we're saying, great, we need these marketing automation tools. We need these data platforms. We need these social listening tools to be able to operate in the new world. And we also need the people that understand how to use them. I do think that there is going to be a people shift in terms of who is working in marketing. It's always been heading to be more data-driven and more technological. People that you know have those skills, the ability to add and the ability to code are going to be more important for marketers. I do think that the ability to schmooze and the creative is something that we're going to see cutbacks on in this next year. And while media budgets are going to increase this year, because we're starting to see the PNGs of the world bring their media budgets back to Facebook. I do think that there's going to be some reevaluation at some point, whether it's this year or next year, of how much media do we need now that we are more efficient, now that we have marketing automation, and do we have the right mix of people to operate these complex platforms we've used? I want to dig into you more with that. So let's bring you back tomorrow and we're going to talk about what are some of the places that we think that there's going to be specific investment in in the MarTech space in 2021. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Carlos Dowdy, CEO and Chief Marketing Technologist at The Marketing Alliance for joining us. In part two of this interview, which we're going to publish tomorrow, Carlos and I are going to talk about why he believes that there's going to be more investment in innovations in the event technology space. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Carlos, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Carlitos Dowdy, C-A-R-L-I-T-O-S-D-G-H-T-Y. Or you can visit his company's website, which is martechalliance.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to a once a week newsletter or you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Schapp, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. 
And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.